Hello and welcome to One on One. We are so pleased you've chosen Christian programming to be in your homes, and we are honored and blessed that you have chosen us, Buddy and Veronica McLaughlin, to come and to break the bread of life with you and bring the good news. And yes, it is the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ through this wonderful technology and wherever you're hearing us from. We just thank you for carving out the time. Thank you for sharing with us. Thank you for praying for us. Thank you for supporting us all these many, many years. We don't take a lot of time to do this and we want to. We really try to dedicate this time to getting the Word of God out because we know that there are people who need to hear the truth in times when it's hard to disseminate the truth. It is, especially now. I mean, it seems like there's chaos every time yes. that you turn on the media, which is very infrequently in our home <laughs> anymore, that it's just, it's just total chaos everywhere yes. you look. But thank God that we can go to Him for peace. It's amazing that we have been doing this for 21 years and I'm only 21 years old. Now that is a miracle, don't you think? That's amazing. It must have been pre-recorded, right? It's pre-recorded. It sure is. Technology. What can you say? It's amazing. What a miracle. We want to start with some scripture today. You know, it's it's some of my favorite scripture, and and it's but it's in a time in the Bible when it was a tumultuous time for the children of God. You know, Israel had fallen. And, and the reason for the fall was sin. I mean, you know, we just got to call it like it is. That was what happened. They, the, they turned away from God. They got into their own devices, so their own so ways. So what's new? You hear it and, over uh, and over yes. and over again. It's, it's like people do not learn. <laughs> I mean, this was thousands of years ago, yes. and now we are paralleling with this again. It's like, hello, yes. somebody wake up. And Jeremiah was this prophet of God who was trying to remind everyone of why they were where they are, and then tell them what God was going to help them do if they would listen. So I'm really going to start there in chapter 31 about what Jeremiah is doing to encourage everyone. Then we're going to roll it back again and we're going to start pulling out some of the reasons why they got to where they are. But, you know, we always like to start with the hope because with Jesus, it's his hope and his promise. That's what it's in for us. If you've got your Bibles, Turn to Jeremiah chapter 31, and we're going to start, we're going to begin in verse 3. This is what Jeremiah was telling the people of Israel. He said, The Lord has appeared of old to me, saying, Yes, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Now, isn't that assurance when your father looked at you and tells you he's loved you with an everlasting love? Therefore, with loving kindness, I have drawn you. It's wonderful when you hear that voice and you're drawn to that voice of, of peace and of joy. Again, I will build you and you shall be rebuilt, O virgin of Israel. You shall again be adorned with your tambourines and you shall go forth in, in the dances of those who rejoice. You know, what a time. This is at a time that they're going through that everything... It's just so difficult. They, they have witnessed their country being totally wiped out. They are now living with foreigners, and they're under their rule, under their command. But yet God is still there with them. Jeremiah was that voice crying out to say, look, 
we're going through these times. Here's how we got here, guys. You know, we're going to get spanked a little bit for what we did, but God says he's, he's got an everlasting love for us. He wants us to be able to look forward to the things that he has for us. You know, Veronica, that's hard when you're right in the middle of these terrible times to realize that God loves you. It doesn't matter how desperate you think the times are, you know you got where you are because of your own devices, your own thoughtless ways of following the wrong trail, knowing where it's going to end the whole time. We've all done it. We've all gotten into those things when it's just about us and we know it's not going to wind up well and we do it anyway. Yes, and we see that now. Yes. We see we as a nation where we are, but there's always a prophetic voice that yes. will rise up. And there have been many prophetic voices that have risen up and a very good friend of ours, Kent Christmas, yes. that we know for several years has been prophesying, hey, it may look really bad right now, but we're getting ready to go into one of the best seasons that we have ever yes. gone into. Amen. We're getting ready to go into harvest. And that's what Jeremiah was saying. You're going to dance again. You're going to have those tambourines again. It may look really bad now, but you're going to know that God is going to fulfill His promise and His word. There was a chastisement because of sin and what had happened that sin had come yes. into the land just as, as it has now. But there is another prophetic voice that is rising up to tell you today the best is yet to come. Don't look at where you are now. Prophecy is not where we are now. Prophecy is in the future. And we know that God loves us. God loves America, and we are going to rise above this, and we are going to see the greatest harvest. I believe that we're already in the third great awakening. We are already seeing when we are going into churches and when we are ministering, people are receiving like never before. It's like little baby birds, well, their mouths that, open, just expecting. ready. Yes. The wonderful thing is it's like, it's like the, the, the ground is plowed, and, and they're waiting for it to arise, to spring up. Yes, they know. Yes. And we're, we're seeing miracles like never. I mean, Amen. documented miracles. I have a miracle on my desk at home where a lady where she was diagnosed with stomach cancer, we prayed for her and then she got the di she got a report, no stomach cancer. Why am I telling you this? Because miracles usher in a great yes. revival, Amen. that rekindling, that excitement. Also, I was just speaking with a minister, one of our friends in West Virginia who administered in there. And he said, there is a tremendous revival rising up in our youth. He said, the youth are excited about what it, that's what happens. Revival seems to always start in the youth. They're catching that fire. They're catching the real thing. You know, they don't want the flaky. They want the real anointing of God. And that is what we are seeing with the signs and wonders and miracles. And that's what Jeremiah was saying. Listen, it may look bad now, but God is getting ready to do some awesome things. Yes. You know, the, the world that we live in today, there's a lot of chaos. There's a lot of things that are going on that are difficult to watch, difficult to see them continue. But also the youth look at this not focus just on this, that this is the new way to be. They are looking for a different way. And that's what Jeremiah was saying here. Look, this is what God has promised us. 
And the way to that is not to do the old things over again and listen to the false prophets because there are voices that, and that's why we turn off a lot of the stuff. I mean, we just absolutely turn it off because we don't want to hear those voices. Don't need that in my spirit. I know what the truth is. I read it every day. We share it every day. We try to give it with, to you every time that we have the opportunity, the truth of God's Word that will set you free, that will take you back to that everlasting love that God has in your life, in your world, wherever you are. We just want you to understand that we don't have to focus on all this negativity. We don't have to focus on all the things that we see the children of Israel going through. We, can, we are destined to do this same thing if we stay on the roads that we have chosen that are going to bring us down as a nation, going to bring us down as a people. God says to get back to your roots, get back to where you know what the truth of God's Word says. Do not wallow in things that are wrong. It's not going to become right just because someone says it's okay. That doesn't make it right. All that does is permit it to happen. It doesn't mean that it's pleasing to God. It doesn't mean that it's the right thing for you to do. But what it says is that we are falling away from the truth of the things that God teaches us. And Veronica, until we get back to those things, we're going to continue to live in chaos and anarchy. And we see it. You know, just as the prophet's voice rises up, as you said, there are false prophets that will lie. And we have to discern the lie from the truth. We cannot buy into the lies of the enemy. And then we see this as Jeremiah was telling, now we're going back to the beginning of the story. We understand what's going to happen, that we are going to be restored, that we are going to have victory. But what caused the children of Israel to be there in the first place? They listened to the false prophets. They bought into that lie. And we see that this is the paralleling that we're seeing even with our nation today. And we see what happened. And we can go back in Jeremiah Jeremiah 8, beginning in verse 4, it says, Moreover, you shall say to them, Thus says the Lord, They will fall and not rise. Will one turn away and not return? Why has this people slidden back? Jerusalem is in a perpetual backsliding. Hello, you know, God is saying this happens over and over again perpetually. They're going back. They're falling back. They hold fast to deceit. They refuse to return. I I listened and heard, but they do not speak aright. No man repented of his wickedness saying, What have I done? Everyone turned to his own course as the horse rushes into battle. He's like, everybody is doing their own thing. They're saying that it's right when it's actually wrong. They're continuing to backslide. And even the stork in the heavens knows her appointed time, and the turtle dove and the swallow observe their time of coming, but my people do not understand the judgment of the Lord. He's saying, you know, even the fowl, they understand things that my people don't understand. You know, there's instinct there that they're following, but my people are not getting it. How can you say that we are wise and the law of the Lord is with us? Look, the fall 
false pen of the scribes certainly works falsehood. The wise men are ashamed and they are dismayed and they're taken and behold, they have rejected the word of the Lord. God is saying, they've rejected me. They've rejected the word of the Lord. And this is something that's perpetual. So now they are living in chaos. And it's like that we are reliving this over and over again. And so the wisdom, they don't have it. Therefore, I will give their wives to others and their fields to those who have not inherited them because the least, even to the greatest, everyone is given into his own way from the prophet, even to the priest. Everyone deals falsely. God is like, I can't even believe this. It's like everybody, even from the priest to the prophet, there's false prophets saying peace, peace, but there is no peace. It's false peace. They were ashamed and they had committed abomination. They were not even ashamed when they committed the abomination. They don't even know how to blush. It's like they don't even know how to be ashamed. Therefore, they shall fall among those who will fall. In the time of their punishment, they will be cast down, says the Lord. I will surely consume them, says the Lord. No grapes will be on the vine. God is like, I'm going to stop blessing them. There's not going to be any figs on the trees and the leaf will fade and it will all pass away from them. Why do we sit still? Assemble yourself and let us go into the fortified cities. Let us be silent there, for the Lord our God has put us to silence, even given us water and gall to drink, because they have sinned against the Lord. We look for peace, but no peace came. And for a time of health, there was trouble. Buddy, when we see this, what God is telling Jerusalem, He's telling America today. It's like you're calling what is evil good and what is good evil, and you have, you're not ashamed when you sin. It's blatant in front of everybody's face. And God is saying that there will be no peace. We look for peace and it did not come. Yes, you know, that's what we long for is to have that peace, that wonderful time that we can all just love each other and we can go the same direction. But what happens is we have people. And today we have people who are telling us untruths and then telling us that it's okay to believe those things and telling us it's going to have good results. But when we look and we see the results, we do not see that the harvest is the seed that they planted. The harvest is very visible about the seed that was truly planted. And when we realize that and see what they have planted, then we need to call it down for what it is. If it is distracting to God's people, if it is distracting to getting our nation on the right track, then they are not telling the truth. They are not being forthcoming. And and today the youth see that. Yes. They see the lies. They see the deception. They see the direction that with they're being asked to go and they know that the result is not going to be something that's pleasing to them. But yet they are not ashamed to do that. And the reason why is because they do not know the ways of the Lord. They do not know Jesus. They do not know God. They may profess 
that they do, but would that direction be the direction that Jesus or God would lead us? Because God's very, very clear about the 12 commandments. It's, it's not a great mystery to look at that, those stone tablets and to read what God says to do. And then look back at the promises that you're being given and see if they coincide with the commandments in God's Word. If they don't, then that's false. That is not truth. And what we're trying to do today is give you the truth. We're not trying to beat you up with the Bible, not trying to ambush you with God's Word. We're just telling you that God has left us with these beautiful examples of what other people have had to go through because when they fell away and they did not return, look, it's, it, it's okay to sin and ask God to forgive you. You're going to sin. It's not okay to sin. Forgive me. That's not what I meant. It, it, it's when you sin, if you will look at that sin, you know when it's wrong. And you ask God to forgive you and repent from that, you're forgiven of that sin. And He'll come back and restore you. We've seen that over and over in God's Word. But what you have to do is recognize, does it apply to God's Word? Does it coincide with the direction that God wants us to go? Because if we'll do those things, He will restore us. He will rebuild us. He will replenish what the enemy has tried to rob from us. But we can't just hearken to anything that feels good, that is simple and easy, when we know the result is not going to be the result that God would want us to go. It's like abortion. I'm sorry. There's no other way to say it. It is wrong. We are taking God's authority. We're taking life. When that child is conceived, there is life. And that life is precious to God. And we will be held in judgment. I don't care who says they won't and who says it's okay. God's Word, and I believe every bit of it. I don't cut out what I don't like. I believe it all. And some of it points its fingers at me, and I've got to do better, yes. But I'm telling you the things that are truth are here in God's Word. And just because someone says it and other people agree with it and somebody votes on it still does not make it okay. It still is sin. And sin will lead us away from God and will lead us to a time in our life that we're going to be like the children of Israel. We're going to be, we're going to be looking over our shoulders saying, man, how did we get here? This is not a good place to be. What do we got to do to rebuild it? But what we have to do to rebuild it is not let ourselves get too far down that road so it's not too difficult to rebuild. But we've got to hold on. We've got to listen. We've got to accept that everything isn't okay. We're not going to please everybody. Everybody's not going to get a trophy. But if everybody will understand why we're doing what we're doing and how important it is to our country, to our, to our country spiritually, to you spiritually, to me, that it's pleasing to God when we can rejoice in our hearts knowing that we've done the good things, we fought the good fight, we didn't get drug away because it was something that was self-serving for us to be able to, uh, to be rewarded from, sometimes in a back room, sometimes in a way that nobody sees. But I'm telling you, all those things will be revealed before God. 
There's not going to be any secrets. There's not going to be anybody to go anywhere to go hide. It doesn't matter how many people agree with you. It will still be wrong. So I want to encourage you today to, to hearken the word of Jeremiah that those things that are not pleasing to God is not the path that we should be on. No, and Jeremiah is considered the crying prophet. Yes. He mourned. His spirit was grieved. He saw what Jerusalem, the Israelites were doing. And it hurt his heart and it grieved. It grieves our hearts as believers to see what's going on in our nation. Yes. It hurts our hearts. And even God says, why has this people slidden back? You know, God's like, I'm so good to you. I blessed you. I'm here for you. I love you. Says that Jerusalem is in a perpetual backsliding. That means it's like a revolving door. It doesn't end. They hold fast to deceit. They're deceiving each other. You know, that's what the enemy does. He wants to deceive us. He wants to put the wool over our lives. He, he wants to blind us to the truth. Jesus Christ is the truth and the life and the way. The enemy is deceit. And that's why Jeremiah was crying and lamenting. He would get in sackcloths and ashes and tear his clothes, rend his clothes, the Bible says, and says, please, somebody listen to us. Sometimes that's the way we feel as well. It's like, is there anybody out there? Is there anybody listening to say that we cannot sit in this silence? The Bible says, why do we sit still? If we sit still, we're just letting it go by. But when evil has been perpetrated, we need to let our voices be heard and rise up and declare and say, God will bring justice. It says, assemble yourselves and let us enter those fortified cities. Let's go forward with God and our power and his might. But the first thing it says that no man has repented of his wickedness. We need to say, God, we are sorry. Please forgive us and please forgive us as a nation. Take us back. We are still one nation under God. Our founders who came here were Christian men with Christian beliefs. John Adams, our second president, was a godly man who said, without God, this nation will fall. Many of our presidents, even George Washington, you know, if you look at the Revolutionary War and how it began and how it ended, the odds were stacked against them that they would even win against an army that was triple the size of a little ragtag army, but God was on our side and we won. God is still on our side and the good news is we are going to win. Buddy, I'm sure glad that you read the scripture that we're going to dance again, that we're going to have our tambourines again, that we're going to have victory again. Because when you read this in Jeremiah 8, it makes my heart want to weep yes. because I know that's where we are, but we're not going to stay here because there are more of us than there are of them. Yes. They're more on the side of good and righteousness that we can rise up and say, we will have victory again. We will have God back in our nation, back in our schools again, 
again, and we're going to rise up with those signs and wonders and miracles. Why? Because we are on the verge of this next great awakening, the billion soul harvest, and there's nothing the enemy can do to stop it unless we just sit back and do nothing. Well, you know, a lot of people really wrestle for power. They, they want to be able to twist things and make it happen, but, but they are beholding to be able to, to arise to those levels of power. They are beholding to a lot of people, and then they have to make good for those people. So they start selling out the truths. They start selling out, and to make it sound good, you've got to whisper these things that make it just feel good, make it sound good. But then we see the results. Yes. We see what's going on. We see us drifting farther away. We see us becoming more divided. So we have to stand up. As Veronica said, you can't be quiet. You have to be vocal. We know the right thing. It's, it's really a very simple message that Jesus came with. You know, it's through Him that we can be saved. It's through Him that we can have eternity. It's through that shed blood. That is what this is all about. And then, then He says the greatest thing that we can do is to love. Deceit is not love. Right. Lies is not love. Abusing power is not love. Abusing people is not love. Misleading people is not love. All the things that we're talking about here are things we want you to think about. Don't let us put words in your mouth. Just look at what the truth of God's Word says. Equate it to what's being said and done, and then you decide how you want to change the face of this country. For me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Amen. And we will do that forever. And we will encourage you and your house to serve the Lord. This isn't about anything other than doing the right thing and doing the right thing consistently each and every day, waking up with that in your heart, with that in your mind, with that in the forefront of your thought, not to take advantage, not to do self-serving things, but to do good for all good, for all mankind, for everyone. We get so absorbed in what's going on today, focusing on the fear, the fear-mongering, those things that are so negative to love, the total opposite, the polar opposite of what Christ came here to give His life for us. Now we have to start giving of ourselves and our common sense, what's in our heart, what Jesus planted when He accepted you as His child. He gave you discernment from right or wrong. And now we have to act upon those things. We do. And we pray that His light of truth will shine in yes. the darkness. Amen. That's what we are declaring for our nation. Amen. That's what we are declaring for our families, yes. that He will restore and more everything that the enemy has stolen, because we Amen. know yes. the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Yes. But Jesus Christ comes to give us life and life more abundantly. Yes. It's time to rejoice, and it's time to thank God for what He's getting ready to do. It's been awesome coming into your homes. We look forward to visiting with you this time again next week. Until then, remember, God, God is, is always, always faithful. faithful. Hello, everyone. Veronica and I would like to thank you so much for partnering with Dove Song Ministries through these many years. 
We appreciate your support, your love. We look forward each week to coming and being a part of your life in your homes, bringing you God's Word. We are so humbled to receive your praise reports of salvation, of healing and restoration. We are excited to take this gospel across the world. We know this next season is bringing great harvest for His glory. Thank you. And remember, the best is yet to come. We hope this program has enlightened and enriched your life. This ministry is made possible by the grace of God and your generous financial support. If you would like to partner with our ministry to spread the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ, write, call, or visit our website at www.buddyandveronica.com.